30 seconds, reality as you know it will cease to exist. In its place, you will find a new dimension, identical to the one you left behind, only slightly better. Take a deep breath and open your mind to the magic within you. This is no ordinary podcast. This podcast is with Richard Every era thinks it just missed the golden era that came before. That's the entire plot of Midnight in Paris. Owen Wilson obsesses about how cool Paris was in the 1920s, only travel back in time and realize the bohemian elites he idolized felt their own scene paled in comparison to 1890s Paris. As a wizard, I think a lot about the nature of time. How lived experiences distill themselves into memories, which either fade away or are lifted up to be gilded and glorified by the indiscriminate brushstrokes of nostalgia. I've talked before about how the magic of today can orient us towards a slightly better tomorrow, but what if we could also learn to draw from future nostalgia so we could better appreciate our current reality? Whoever you are now, one day you will be older and reflect back on your life when you were younger. Whether you look back with tremendous relief for how you navigated through that tough time and made it out the other side, or gaze back longingly at former glory days, now long gone, the warped lens of time will change how you feel about now. As a wizard promoting wizardry in the early part of the 21st century, I know that at least some of my words, ideas, and actions will make their way into the canon of wizard history for whoever cares to document it down the line. As a person living an individual life, I like to imagine how my life will slot into different chapters. Chance encounters will blossom into lifelong character arcs, and my own nostalgia will combine with that larger generational longing for simpler times, so one day I'll be telling tales about my own golden era as a simple country wizard in Kentucky before the VR wars came and ruined everything. While coming to Kentucky was clearly the start of a new chapter in my book, I had no idea what shape my wizardry would take here. One of the biggest surprises and delights upon arriving has been my discovery of other wizards, already here, interacting with the wizard archetype in their own unique ways. Together, we've created a monthly event called Wizard Wednesday at my local neighborhood bar, Old Louisville Brewery. On the one level, it's just a fun little hangout with friends, neighbors, and my fellow wizards. Nothing revolutionary or noteworthy. But when I appreciate it with a bit of precognitive nostalgia, imagining future wizards looking back at now, the way many current occultists fantasize about the glorious golden dawn, it makes everything more fun. And thankfully, if I ever want to gaze longingly at my own past, it will be easy to pine for Wizard Wednesday thanks to the amazing event posters created by my co-conspirator, Taj Mullins, aka The Wizard of Art. Taj and I found each other through a strange synchronistic connection on social media, which is one of the annoying reasons I can never log off completely. From the moment I saw his incredible artwork and the many different ways he renders wizards, I knew we'd get along. All wizards are unique, and I'm so delighted to invite Taj into our ritual space, into this podcast of record, 
so he can give a wider view of what the Wizards and Louisville are up to in late 2021. So without any further ado, let's get to know Taj Mullins, the Wizard of Art. What up, my wizard? How's it going? I'm doing great. Happy to be here with you. I'm happy I'm happy that you're here and we have, we're able to share this space. It's been a really, really good day. You know? Yeah. I'm in a good headspace, so. Perfect. Well, <laughs> welcome everyone to our wonderful wizard headspace as the wizard of art and I go wizard to wizard. <laughs> What's our magic word going to be? Magic uh, word for today is, can it be two words or does it have to be just one word? You're the wizard, man. You can do whatever you want. That's the whole reason why we're wizards. Fairy tale. Fairy tale. All right. We'll put a hyphen in there. So that's kind of, all right. So on the count of three, we'll say it together. One, two, three. Fairy Fairy tale. tale. What made you pick fairy tale? Um, Well, I spend a lot of my life in an imaginary world. Um, being the wizard of art, that is my job to bring people into uh, my, it's going to sound so, I don't know if it sounds egotistical, into my mind Mm -hmm. um, without talking, without speaking through pictures and Mm -hmm. uh, maybe few words. I guess the technical term of that is comic. Right. You know, Um, but yeah, um, the things that drive me fairy tale wise um, the, I mean, that really inspire me are stories like the Wizard of uh, the Wizard of Oz, uh, Alice in Wonderland. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Anything that takes someone into a whole nother world is that's what drives me as a person. <laughs> what, what, what's so interesting about fairy tales is, I mean. We just hear that word and we hear it all the time, yeah. but literally like fairy tale, there's this whole collection of random legends and stories, which if you go back to the originals, are kind of weird and funky and don't fit into the modern era, mm-hmm. but then we've picked out the choice ones and those are now the Hansel and Gretel and Little yeah. Red Riding Hood and things that have become these cherished children's stories, which are this link <laughs> to this weird, magical, European mindset that yeah. we've disconnected from but those stories have stayed with us yeah definitely i think that one of the interesting things about fairy tales uh i mean the ones that that we know like cinderella's a lot of them have the innocent aspect but then a lot of them have dark aspects a lot of like really um inappropriate oh yeah context to them (laughs) i think like cinderella's evil stepsisters get their heels cut off or something like that yes i know that in the original little mermaid she gets turned to sea foam yeah like she does there's no happy ending there's no marriage (laughs) it's just it's just all yeah you know dark stories to keep children in line and i think that's um where i lie there's there's a there's a fairy tale land where everything's beautiful innocent right Mm -hmm. Then there's a fairy tale land where it's like, wow, this is messed up. And I'm right in the middle of that always, yeah, yeah. you know, which so. is the important balance. I yeah. think with anything is that it's not black and white. There's beautiful shades of gray and yeah. color all, all in between. I'm, I'm glad you said that because that's one reason um, I've recently discovered I have to live for like mm. letting people know the importance of being diverse mm-hmm. um it, yeah like it's, it's besides being an artist and illustrator i love to um 
how do I put this? Speak life into other individuals mm-hmm. who march to the beat of their own drum. Yeah. You know, that's a really, really important thing um, for me nowadays because it's gotten me so far. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, in my career, I'm, I'm, I consider myself um, successful. I'm not rich by any means, but just what I've, I've found, what I'm doing is working. Mm-hmm. And really, like, the thing that makes me successful is the ability to relate to people, mm-hmm. not just with hanging out with them and talking to them, but through images as well. Uh, just art in general so um yeah (laughs) well i love that so i think i think you know one of the commonalities with wizardry is that when you are calling yourself a wizard Mm -hmm. when you're walking down the street in a pointed hat it tells other people all right if that asshole can do that i can do the the dream that i have that feels scary and daunting and impossible to me yeah but it's not nearly as silly as that so it like it kind of grounds it Mm -hmm. and then also i think what's so interesting is that it is about communication Mm -hmm. but i love the diversity of wizardry Mm -hmm. and that i can't i can barely draw a circle man yeah like my whole mode of communication is blah 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 talky talky (laughs) talky I, I literally like speak in a soothing voice to people for a living and yeah. then you're communicating in a different medium and using different elements mm-hmm. which is so rich and complex because just the, the the font choice the way that you can draw something that mm-hmm. evokes a different style like you know <laughs> there's there's all of these ways that it communicates definitely um, well let's let's in, let's welcome listeners into the <laughs> wizard of arts world can you tell me a little bit your backstory about how you came to find wizard as something that you were going to call yourself and what it's done for you since then so my, my wizard origin is very very basic mm-hmm. but it's you know so i used to do um you found a magic ring in the woods and then yeah and then you got three wishes <laughs> yeah classic a tale as old as time right <laughs> i used to be um so i used to be um, an artist a singer and songwriter mm-hmm. and i always did my own covers uh, and I've drawn since I was eight. Yeah. So, I mean, by that time, I was what, 21, um, doing my own covers. Um, and this was, God, like, you know, eight years ago when I started. Um, I guess fast forward to 2017, um, I kind of put the music down a little bit mm-hmm. and um, started doing just art, just started drawing again because music kind of started getting frustrating. So, mm-hmm. Um, people, people knew me for doing covers and I started getting just some random clients. Hey, I'll do, uh, can you do this? And I'll charge them 50 bucks here and charge them hundred here and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And eventually it kind of got so many people were trying to line up and get artwork. I was like, haha, I feel like the wizard of Oz, but yeah. I'm the wizard of art. And I'm just like, Oh, well that's cool. Mm-hmm. And also at the time I was looking for a, a catchy, um, Instagram yep. handle because I, I went through several God, I don't even want to name them, but um, yeah, the Wizard of Art is just stuck. I, I feel that pain, like all of my old like AOL <laughs> handles and stuff were so cringy and yeah. stupid and bad. I'm so clever and good with words at other things, and then it comes to that, and I'm like, I don't know, Sonic Fan 69, I guess. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's that's where that came from, and it's calling myself a wizard wasn't supposed to be as deep as it is now. Mm-hmm. Nowadays... It'll get you like that. Yeah. <laughs> calling myself a wizard is um, allowing me to tap into what makes what I do magical, mm-hmm. what makes what I do um, special. Um, and it's allowed me to go down my own path as an individual um, 
you know, I, I, at one point in life, I mean, I used to be internally like a kind of really frustrated, angry individual because I didn't feel like I was being heard. Mm-hmm. Hence why I draw, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, that path allowed me to say, hey, I can hear myself. Mm-hmm. And that's what's most important. So that's that's kind of what the, the title and the, I guess, practice of me being a wizard um, has done for me. So it's it's been great. It's been really, really great. Well, one of the reasons that I do this podcast and do this series on the podcast of Wizards of the World mm-hmm. is that I really want to document and preserve how this archetype is kind of moving into our reality mm-hmm. more and more in the 21st century. I think it's one of those things where the more people that say, I'm a wizard, the more someone else says, yeah. maybe I can be a wizard. Mm-hmm. And everyone does it in their own way. And I think there is a real power in that archetype where when you make contact with it, when that little voice comes up that, is that, <laughs> is that in my head or is that something coming up through my head yeah. and says, wizard. And you go, yeah, wizard. Mm-hmm. It changes you. It does things. So I would love to hear how that transformation took place. How did it go from an Instagram handle and kind of a funny joke to something where you started thinking about magic and and thinking about it in new ways well it was kind of marrying the i i mean marrying the fact that i've always loved the whole wizard type of thing i loved i've always loved harry potter i've always loved that world i love the um um what 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 word am i looking for um um not mythological what am i looking for a uh, fantasy world right yeah. mm-hmm. i've always been um fascinated with that so it was just me kind of putting two and two and uh, together i guess um yeah um and then as as you like so i know like i can't draw the only thing that i can kind of draw are wizards like, yeah, it's like, yeah it's like you know you just make a triangle it's like it's pretty easy mm-hmm. um but so i'm curious like as you had that name the wizard of art when did you find yourself bringing wizardry into your okay. artwork yeah. and then kind of thinking about some of these things a little bit differently um honestly i'm trying to think of 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 the exact time because I'm sure if I dig deep enough I could tell you the exact point but honestly um, it wasn't until here recently Yeah, it wasn't uh, here until recently because you know the first stage of the Wizard of Art is hey I'm a, I'm a guy that can draw art pretty fast and pretty good and like oh I'm an art whiz and then it started turning into like oh I'm going to start drawing um uh, advertisements for myself that are wizards and blah 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 and it just over time had this evolution of like okay now I might as well dress like a wizard yep people know me as the people um, started calling me that just via social media but now I walk down the street and it's hey you're a wizard I'm now, now dressed like a wizard so it's it just kind of naturally happened I, I don't really know if there was a point where I'm like hey this is you know th- uh, this is changing for me or I'm going to put this in it just kind of all fell into place I'm very ADD mm-hmm. and I tend to lack structure as far as uh, things like that so um, yeah I think it just kind of fell in place and really now to, um, it makes what I do a little bit more fun mm-hmm. I love the idea of having what is the word having um not a moniker but 
some type of a like a brand, a, but. a brand, like a face in front of my brand. Um, and that's just that's kind of what that came from. And now it's starting to be like you are the wizard. You are your brand. And yeah, it, it allows me to um, like when I'm in public, it's easier to market myself. I literally have to be there dressed yeah. as a wizard or. Well, I th- I'm glad you said marketing because I think. You know, there's a bunch of marketing stuff that I think is annoying and soulless and dumb. Yeah. But at its core, marketing yeah. is the idea of, hey, if I show you this color and tell you this color is connected with this feeling of childhood and mm-hmm. joy, and that's connected with this fast food restaurant, then I can create these associations. And mm-hmm. then that's going to make you go do what I want you to do, which is eat at the fast food restaurant. Yeah. That's yeah. a form of magic. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, I think a very important element of wizardry is this sort of reputation. Yes. You know, the Wizard of Oz, the whole thing is he blows into Oz yeah. and they're like, what is this guy? Is he a wizard? He goes, yes. Yeah. Yes, I am. So th- I'm glad you said that because that is exactly mm. what made me say, I'm the Wizard of, I'm the wizard of yeah. Art. Like, what? how is this guy coming up with these this fast? Like, yeah. he's an art wizard. And I'm like, of course I am. Yep. So that's... that's you said it, not yeah. me, buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then there's so many things there because it's like, if you were the Tin Man of art, mm-hmm. just, you know, the Tin Man doesn't exist in our culture in quite the same way. Yeah. So it's going to be harder for you to like really get other people to go, oh, that guy, he's yeah. the Tin Man. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> right. It's like right. a weird like basketball player nickname or something. Yeah. And yeah. So I think it's really cool because I was interested in the occult, mm-hmm. a, you know, not like fully privately, but more privately. Mm hmm. And then saw the wizard archetype as a vehicle to express that. Yes. But I like that for you, it doesn't sound like, you know, you weren't like a teenager that was trying to do Wicca <laughs> rituals in your room oh, or no. lighting candles and chanting any of that stuff. But now that the wizard archetype has merged with you, mm-hmm. you've been more interested in, okay, so like, how is this magic stuff yes. working? And like, what is going on here? Yes, it's 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 definitely how um, is what I do everyday magic and how can I make it, um, how can I make it more magical? Right, you know? which it is magic. I think that's the mm-hmm. thing that like, is so funny to me is people are like, they give magic the narrowest little definition of like, it has to be impossible. Mm-hmm. It can't, it can't be this or that or this other thing. And it's like, Marketing is magic. Drawing is magic. Yes. These, like, I mean, language is magic. These things that we do all the time are beautiful and amazing. And I mean, you've, you've done some flyers for me that I've, I've just been blown away where it's like 24 hours later and you send it over and I'm like, <laughs> the wizard does it again. I appreciate that. I've been drawn since I was, uh, since I was eight and it's yeah. just, it's, it's become um, a natural part of me. Um, also just art, man, it is an illusion. Being mm-hmm. able to create illusions from literally thin air, I guess, yeah. is a magic in its own. And that's similar to the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. He was an illusionist. He's yeah. making himself appear like this big wizard and everybody respected him as such. And I'm just, I'm no different. I'm a man that can create illusions and yeah. connect with people via color, via line, via shapes. Um, I mean, the human face, if you really like look at it, is not truly circular it's, right. it's way like lumpier and blobbier than that yeah but you draw a big circle with two small circles in it and people are like that's a face yeah like that's a really interesting like our brain is so wired to create patterns and mm-hmm. connect with them that it's like that's a face yeah and i think what i was you know talking about earlier like uh we'll, we'll talk about wizard wednesday in a moment mm-hmm. but some of the flyers that you've done evoke such a specific 
thing, like mm-hmm. a style, a, t- a kind of period. And it's cool because I can't really point to it and say, ah, here's the one element that makes it that. Yeah. But it's like this gestalt of all of those things that got come together. And you're like, oh, that's <laughs> like an Art Nouveau painting. Yeah. Like, even yeah. though that was done last year, like that's that style and it comes together. That's, uh, I think that comes from me being a nerd and obsessing about certain things mm-hmm. and internalizing them. Yeah. So, you know, like I like to do a flyer and it's like, okay, this flyer is going to be uh, one based off of just randomly um, like 1940s mobster yeah. theme, right? Like I would, I would be obsessed with that. So I would take all those elements of individual elements and uh, put them into my art, I guess subconsciously. Cause yeah. I, I've, I've spent so long just being a nerd and like digesting random and specific things. And that's kind of where that comes from. <laughs> yeah. Which is, um, which is something that I think about a lot of that's all in our heads. Mm-hmm. Like everything that we think of as existing out in the world really exists in this memory that we have mm-hmm. that like, you know, you know who the musician Prince is. Yeah. You know a bunch of different Prince songs. You know there's more Prince songs than you know about, but you have some dim awareness of like yeah. that Prince did things in the 90s that you haven't heard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like there's this whole thing. And so it's really interesting when you can connect and kind of bring not just a memory to life for mm-hmm. someone. So it's like, you know, I could say pineapple and mm-hmm. everyone can think about how does a pineapple taste? What's a pineapple look like? Right. But then I could say 1950s airline ad for Hawaii with a pineapple in it. Yeah. And then suddenly you're pulling all of these different things that exist in different places of your brain. Yes. And I couldn't bring that to life, but you could probably draw something that's suddenly like, oh, that really does have this illustration style that evokes Mm -hmm. like... You can even smell it if you do it the right way. Right, yeah. Um, And that's what I think is the magic part. The magic part really is not coming from me but it's coming from the feeling, that energy that people perceive when, when looking at it, right? That's yeah. when the magic happens, when people are like, oh, wow, like, this really makes me feel like, you know, I'm in Harlem, yeah. you know, at a certain period of time. Right, right, right. You know, um, that, to me, that's the magic. Um, I've read about that with uh, caricature artists, mm-hmm. that, um, where they were trying to train AI about how to be better at facial recognition, mm-hmm. and they realized that caricature artists there's like competitions where people draw caricatures in like 0.2 seconds. Yeah. Like, yeah. And what the caricature artist can do is look at someone and say, okay, there's this norm face <laughs> and what are the variations from that norm face? Yes. Like what about this person is their ears are the most notably variant, their mm-hmm. eyebrows, like whatever it is, find those elements, quickly sketch them. And even though it's literally a squiggly line, yeah. anyone looks at it and they go, that's Devin, that's Taj. Yeah. We're two dudes with beards. And it would suddenly be like, nope, because your nose is this way and my yeah. eyebrows are that way. Like that one's that one's me, that one's you. Yeah, I commend uh, people that can do that stuff. I mean, I can definitely do it. I just do it in a more unique way. Like mm-hmm. I have a really weird drawing style when it comes to that. Um, it's not really been developed because I don't do it a lot. I don't really yeah. draw people live a lot, but... Um, I always commended people because that is one of the hardest things. It seems easy, it seems yeah. simple, but it's it's one of the hardest things to do to yeah. break people down into shapes and then push these shapes totally and st- it still be that person, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit more challenging than even doing uh, like a, a hyper realistic painting because hyper realistic painting you're literally just this is this and mm-hmm. it's never it's not going to change, but to be able to take 
that's the that's what makes a really good artist in my opinion to be able to take shapes form them and it still reads the same just mm-hmm. like characters so like cartooning for example if you take um the principles of like a homer simpson but you put them on um another character it'll still pretty much be homer simpson it's these simple lines these colored palettes like to me that's that's the hard part about being um, a good artist is translating your idea so strongly Mm -hmm. that even when changed or you know skewered a little bit it's still very very readable I guess you know (laughs) so that's a that's a that's a wonderful segue because um, Matt Groening talked about when he's designing characters he wants them to be recognizable in silhouette immediately yes so if you think about any of the simpsons characters or any of the futurama characters mm-hmm. if i put a silhouette of marge simpson and bender on the wall yeah if you've seen those shows you know them. like yeah. you know them like in a heartbeat they're so recognizable you're instantly gonna uh, uh, recognize those and there's there's a process um to that too there's a lot of refining and stuff like that but that's the fun part it's yeah. drawing to me it's like sculpture you're mm-hmm. just constantly sculpting and finding lines and refining lines, right. and it's it's it, it's a very fun process. It's easy to get lost in, and you see you that know? in like mashups because I've seen you know like weird internet art where it's <laughs> like ah here's Bart Simpson as Garfield, yes, and you're saying cool like what are the most Garfieldy elements of Garfield? What are the most <laughs> Bart Simpsony elements of Bart? And like yes. merging those together, and I when I've talked to people that make me wizard robes, mm-hmm. the one thing that I've always said is. I want to be able to walk down the street mm-hmm. and a little kid can see me and go, that's a wizard. Yeah. I don't want them to be going, is that a weird monk? Yeah. Like, is that a, a fancy superhero? Like, yeah. what is the deal? And there's different ways that you can do wizard robes. Mm-hmm. And like, you can have wizard robes that have a hood mm-hmm. or have a hat, have a wide brim hat, have a single pointy hat. Like, there's different yeah. options. You can have one of those like little kind of like Dumbledore, Ottoman, <laughs> Tuffet yeah. hats. Like, yeah. There's different ways that you can do it, but there are certain elements that come together. Mm-hmm. And what I'm curious to ask you about is, as a person of color, mm-hmm. the wizard archetype has been very white. Yes. And that's something that I have tried to use my whiteness to say, all right, I'm instantly recognizable as a, win- <laughs> like as a wizard, but how do I open that door and say, yeah. you don't have to have a beard to be a wizard. You don't have to be a man to be a wizard. You don't have to be a white guy to be a wizard. Yeah. But how has it been for you interacting with this archetype as a person of color? Man, um, it's honestly, it hasn't really been any, any different. I think maybe if you asked another person that they probably would give you like a, an, like a crazy answer. However, I'm a person of color that has, has a very, very diverse family mm-hmm. and diverse background. Yeah. So like I've always, since I was little been like, Oh, Peter Parker's white. I can be, I can be Peter Parker, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, but not all black people and not all people of color feel like that. It's right. just me specifically. Yeah. Um, but you know, it. I will say it has been harder to say, "Hey guys, I'm a because you're because you're right. You're used to seeing European right. or you know white wizards or whatever. But it, it's harder for me to, I guess, portray that mm. because I guess just I don't know. It's just a li- just a little bit harder because I don't. I really don't know the reason. It's. I guess because it hasn't been laid out for me. Right. You know, yeah. it hasn't been laid out for me. So, um, um, but that's one of the things that I saw in your work at first that really drew me to it is like when I, when we first met, you gave me one of your shirts, uh-huh. which says, 
hug your local wizard mm-hmm. and it has a, a black wizard on it. He's like wearing yeah. like cool purple robes. Yeah. Instantly recognizable as a wizard. But I was like, this is exactly what we need. Like broaden this, yeah. open this up. Mm-hmm. And um, as we've done flyers for Wizard Wednesday, mm-hmm. that's become it too. And even some that I kind of like where it's like more ambiguous too. Where yeah. it's like, yeah. um, I, I love Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. The, the wizards on Adventure Time are not even human. Yeah. Like... One of them's, a, I think, a frog with a other frog frogs with in a, it. A frog with, like, a school of, like, fish in it or something. Yeah. Yeah, and they're, like, weird, wispy ghosts and circles and all of that. That's the way I think about a lot of things. Yeah. And I think that is... As frogs full of fish? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah, I mean... Yeah. If that's, Life is like a wizard frog full of little tadpole wizard frogs. But is it not? It is. It is. You know. You know. You're I, not wrong. Yeah. I, I've, I always think of things. I'm, I'm always able to translate things. Um, just because I've always been in my head as a kid. I've always had a weird. I still have my eight year old imagination, by the way. Yeah. Still to this day. Mm-hmm. And I've always been like that. I've always been off the wall. Crazy. You can even ask. You know, my mom will tell you. Yeah. But um, I think that's why I was able to make that black wizard on the shirt because it was already in my head somehow mm-hmm. it wasn't laid out for me i think it's something i subconsciously conjured up right you know i love the term conjure because i do a lot of mental conjuring mm-hmm. on a daily uh, day-to-day base but yeah i um sub i'm a very subconscious it this is gonna sound really weird but i pull a lot of stuff uh from subconscious my subconscious mind. I don't know how much people do. It. That doesn't sound weird. You're talking to a wizard slash hypnotist. Okay. That's okay. literally the world that I live in. Okay, cool. So, every, yeah, exactly. A lot. I pull a lot of stuff from my subconscious. Like I'll draw something and be like, "Wow, this looks a lot like something else," or like I have no idea. Or it's either that, or I don't remember drawing this. Yeah, you know. That's the, so. Um, there's a couple of things there. One is. A while ago, I realized there was like, you can imagine that everybody has this basement in their brain. Yeah. And so when they're a kid, there's all of these images and songs and stuff like whatever era you were growing up in Mm -hmm. that was, you know, subconsciously imprinting and that fills up that basement. Mm -hmm. And then as people get older and mature and start to make art, Mm -hmm. they're going down into that basement trying to see like what's cool. So there's this sort of 20 year drag on culture where suddenly everyone that was growing up in the Mm nineties in the like 2010s is going to make art and music and they're making it with like weird Mm nineties computer effects and like this kind of Lisa Frank new age aesthetic and all this stuff because that was what was just floating around and got absorbed by everyone's brain. Yeah. The nineties was very colorful. I don't know what makes me as colorful as a person as I am. I think it's a lot of my art stemmed from the fact it's like, I'm very contradictory, right? So I want to, I want people to hear me. I want to be heard, but I don't want to be, Hey, Hey, everybody look at me. Right. Right. It's weird. It's a weird contradictory yeah. thing. I mean, I think there, most people are con- contradict themselves every day, but it's interesting because with art, it does speak for itself. Like yes. if I, if I'm talking, I can make a recording, but it's still like, Hey everybody, I'm talking. Yeah. Be yeah. quiet and listen to me. Mm-hmm. Whereas you could be in a room and have your art up all over the wall, mm-hmm. and then you could just be sitting in the corner not saying shit. <laughs> and the art is speaking for itself. Everyone's having their own interaction with the object in itself, mm-hmm. rather than you as the mediator of the yes. interaction. Yeah, yeah. A lot of my a lot of my art stems from 
the subconscious thing, it's like I'm not being heard. So you yeah. see a lot of bold lines. You see a lot of bold colors. Um, crazy characters. Just like, what the hell is... I remember on a road trip to uh, Texas, I took with my dad and my stepmom. I had a, <laughs> I had a binder full of just crazy drawings and you know computer paper I brought markers and I remember drawing this um, it was a, a female body mm. um, from the back but then like from the head up was this big worm creature and it was all vibrant colors and I have no idea where that came from I think it's just yeah. pieces of me is right. that, you know <laughs> maybe I was maybe it was at the time where I started discovering girls right mm-hmm. the female body and then like the head part of it I don't know. I don't, like I don't really know where that came from, but that to me, that's most of my art is like that, and I think that's the cool part about it. Yeah. You know, some I'm very much not original. There, I'm the Wizard of Art is just a thousand. I'm the Oogie Boogie Man of Art. <laughs> I'm a thousand pieces of a lot of different stuff. Right, you're you a know? big old bag of bugs. Yes, with groove. Yeah, yeah, a big old bag of groovy bugs, and and that's literally the best way I can describe myself. I almost got goosebumps because I've never really, it was kind of a revelation. So the, I like, it kind of, uh, not a revelation, I guess a revelation. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've never really thought of myself like that, but that's the best way I can describe myself as a person and as an artist, just a hodgepodge. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, and I think, I think that's increasingly the way that our language and culture works mm-hmm. is memes are entirely reference based. Like, yeah, I mean, I'll save the, the, the deep, philosophy thing but there's the idea that language is all signs and signifiers that are just pointing to each other Mm -hmm. like none of them mean anything on their own yeah cup only means something because you also think of a cup in relation to water and these other ideas that all connect back to each other yeah and so our culture has moved so far in that direction that i noticed this a while ago where it's like a hot topic Uh t-shirt is gonna be referencing like Doctor Who and Super Mario. It's like Super Mario as Doctor Who. Yeah. So to appreciate the joke of that shirt, you have to get at least like two of those things. Yeah. And the memes have gotten even crazier where it's like, here's a prequel meme that's referencing this other like meme format, <laughs> but it's like messing with it in this weird way with this yeah. other inside joke that's relevant only if you really like Minecraft. Yeah. Like you have to know all of these things. But the flip of that is there's so much culture that we get to pull from mm-hmm. that like like we were talking about at the beginning, when you want to make a piece of art, you can say, cool, is there an element of 90s Spider-Man cartoons in this? Is there mm-hmm. an element of like 80s Halloween costumes? Is there an element of uh, this cartoon that yeah. I drew when I was eight? And so it's the personal and the social mm-hmm. all mixing together into something new and surprising. Definitely. I, I, definitely. I think... Um, that nature, I'm a very loud person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that's mostly where they like, loud and diverse. So you'll see a yeah. lot of crazy, um, you'll see a lot of different art styles, but they'll all be bold. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of, yeah, me, that's my, that's two of my main elements right there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> part of most of my life, uh, now, uh, just turned 29 mm-hmm. is, um, dissecting myself as a human Mm -hmm. because the more I do that, the more easy life becomes. Mm -hmm. It's easier to be an artist. It's easy to to appreciate certain things and certain people, even if these people are, 
happen to be racist. Right. I happen to be this and that. So, for instance, you know, I know myself. I know what offends me. I know what doesn't offend me. If a person walks in the room and, you know, brings a whole bunch of negative energy in here, there's a part of me that's like, well, I don't like that, but I, don't, I wouldn't want to live in a world where you're not there. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that's where I'm at uh, as, a, as a person. Yeah. And that's what I want to kind of show people through my art and just me being a, a person like I want I don't want to live in a world where you guys aren't here. I love the fact that you all are different. I love it that everybody's their own thumbprint. Like mm-hmm. that, you know, that's another thing that drives me. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there, I think there's something to be said of, you know, working to transform what's there rather than this idea of just subtracting and just putting everything mm-hmm. in the like the, you know, the rubbish bin, taking it out completely. Yeah. Like, you know, you can almost imagine if like you had a painting and you're like, this area over here is very problematic, but yeah. we can work with that mm-hmm. and I can add things and we can change it rather yeah. than just cutting that corner off of the, the painting and then it's it definitely it's unbalanced. Uh, 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 exactly. I feel like the, the things that make the world balanced, it, that way, that's what makes it beautiful to me. And these things might not be the prettiest of the pretty, but yeah. the things that the fact that there is an ugly yeah. is beautiful to me. Yeah. You know, and that's beautiful to me. <laughs> now, I want to talk about one thing that is is, is important to both of us, uh-huh. um, and I want to talk about it because you know this is a time spanning ritual that documents wizard history as it's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, fifty years from now, if there's still humans alive, uh, <laughs> there'll be a lot more wizards than there are right now, and this is this is important. So I try and yeah. I try and sort of live in that mythology as it's creating, mm-hmm. and I think what's been such a joy and delight for me mm-hmm. when I moved to Louisville, I was like, I don't know what it's going to be like to be a Kentucky wizard yeah like that's a new chapter and I want to open myself <laughs> up to that and not try and just show up and be like where's your subway I'm gonna run Grant wishes on the subway this yeah. is what I did in New York yeah and one of the coolest things was this moment where suddenly you and our other wizard friend James just sort of appeared out of nowhere mm-hmm. and I was like oh I'm not the only wizard around <laughs> and Fortunately, we didn't have any wizard fights. We all got along really well. Yeah. And we started this thing called Wizard Wednesday, which mm-hmm. has been a very cool, fun event that we do once a month yeah. at a local brewery. And it's been very nice to kind of co-create that and see it grow and yes. develop. And it's, it's almost hard to explain because the energy is just so good. Everyone's always like, what happens? And they think that there's going to be yeah. a thing. And the thing is just the vibe. But the vibe is so strong and noticeable uh-huh. that everyone that's showed up, I've never had someone go nothing's happening here and walk away yeah everyone goes oh i get it now. yeah okay cool because there definitely are times where like we're literally just chilling mm-hmm. and the people that attend it understand that and are cool with it that's yeah. the point of wizard wednesday yeah we don't always have to be you know um it doesn't always have to be a parade you yeah. know sometimes it can be sometimes yeah. it isn't that's the beauty of it so that's why i love being there because i can just be there and yeah. You know, you go to a, you go to some events and you're just like, okay, I don't know if I should, what we're doing. I don't know if this is supposed to be this type of thing. I'm just kind of looking at my phone. Right, you know, right. That's, well, Wizard Wednesday isn't one of those things. It's just, man, we're, we're chilling, man. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. <laughs> well, I'd love your version of the story because it's like, you know, it's it's like a crossover episode where you you had your whole journey. Yeah. And my journey is very well documented on the on the podcast already. Mm-hmm. But so I'm sort of curious about if you can just catch us up um, on your side of, when did you realize that there was other wizards here that I was here and what was it like what has it been like for you as a wizard encountering 
more and more of this because I imagine going from being a solo wizard who's yeah. kind of just doing his own thing to suddenly hanging out with three other wizards in robes at Wizard Wednesday is a, is a journey. So I'd love to hear your it your is, side. Honestly, I, I, you are the first wizard I have I've met. Right, you're the gateway to my other wizard friends, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was it was unbelievable. Like it, honestly, if I had to describe it, it was like a nerd's true like. You only get so many of those moments, right? <laughs> I was like, there's literally other people like this. There's other people that want that will dress up as wizards, and you know, or you know, kind of have the similar mindset uh, that I do, and. It's just just discovering that has made me appreciate where I'm at in life. Make me like like I was saying before, like I love that there's that, mm-hmm. you know, I love that I'm able to say, hey, I, uh, what is it? The first Wednesday, Wednesday of every month. right? It floats around, it floats around a little bit, but yeah. I get to literally hang out with, you know, a few other wizards. Yeah. I don't know anybody else that can really say that. Yeah. You know. Um, and it's, it's, it's really, really cool, but it's not like you, people can't come and kick it with us cause that's what it's for. But I don't, you know, as a wizard, it's just, I don't know. I think it, I think it's, I think that the fact that I didn't even know I was going to be here yeah. makes it that much more special. Mm-hmm. Right. It just, being a wizard fell in my lap and I was just like, all right, I'm a wizard now. Yeah. And then now I'm like, oh, there's another you know, that's, that's, we're really, multiplying. Really cool yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so, and now we're here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Just wait till we have the, the big wizard council in 2022. Yes. There'll be so many wizards, wizards as far as the eye can see. I would love that. Honestly, we're, we'd love that. we're making that happen. <laughs> I mean, we spoke it into the magic ritual. All the wizards that are listening to this, yeah. you're coming to, you're coming to Kentucky next year, whether you know it or not. <laughs> the Kentucky wizards convention. We can make that happen. I'm, oh, I can, yeah. you know, it rolls off the tongue too so yeah yeah you got time to make a post there it'll be good yeah um <laughs> well i want to bring this into the final stretch and mm-hmm. let's uh let's figure out our spell okay so for everyone that's listening to this that's resonating with what you've said what's something that they could do what's a little kind of symbolic magical act that they can do to bring some of that wizard of art magic into their own life so here's what i tell people the um writing things down mm. and it's um six things every day you know, so that's my main thing. That's what starts the rest of the wizardry in mm. my life, day to day life. Um, writing that list, it could be handwritten. It can be on your phone. To me, handwritten is a little bit more powerful because mm-hmm. it seems like you're putting more energy into it. But yeah. Um, yeah, writing five things a day that can help you get towards something. Wait, five or six? Oh, I'm sorry. Six. Six. Good. Six. Yes. Six I don't want people out there writing five things. Yeah. They're like, the magic's not working. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sorry. It's like when you download a program and it's like 99% yeah. downloaded, but it's not, it's not, yeah. That doesn't it's, count. It's definitely, it's six things every day. Um, you write that. Are these like to do list things or these are just kind of it's ideas? A, it's a, it's a to do list. It's nothing, yeah. it's nothing crazy. It's just yeah. like, you know, one of the things can be what do I want to, uh, what do I want to do to help me get further in my career? And the other things yeah. can be as simple as like, I need to clean this i need to take my dog out for a walk but having that every day yeah um will change your life yes you know (laughs) um there there's an album by the musician yacht called i believe in you your magic is real it's where i Mm -hmm. stole 
my catchphrase from, but also he stole it from a Michael Jackson speech about David Blaine. So it's all good. <laughs> Everything is theft. Uh, but there's a track on that where he, the chorus is sort of him chanting, if you say it out loud, you can make it happen. Yes. And I love that idea of like, yeah, you can say it out loud, but if you write it down, it's even more powerful. Mm-hmm. And then I think the one little twist that I would like to add is I always found to-do lists, I, I do them a lot more now, but I always found to-do lists was easy to be oppressive because you would write this huge to-do list and yes. you put all these things and you're expecting yourself to do it that day mm-hmm. and that just became ugh. Yes. And I used to do this other thing where I would make a possibility matrix yes. where what I would do is I would like kind of think of the different categories of like, all right, here's the like life stuff I need to do to like make my room better to like you know get my bed off the ground all that kind of stuff yeah here's the like creative stuff i'm trying to do here's the money making stuff and i would just list those out and kind of doodle around it Mm -hmm. and then the idea wasn't go get everything on this list done by some set date yeah it was when you have that moment where you're like oh what should i do today yeah you can look at that list and go oh cool let me grab a couple of these that is it that's it for yeah. me because I, I tend to get lost in yeah. in myself and the list is just something that channels a person that is a bag of funky bugs mm-hmm. it exactly. channels those bugs and it gives it a hive mind yeah. and it helps drive that creative force into you know into a certain direction yeah. so um yeah and so what i'll say though is i, I like this idea of making the list of six things mm-hmm. but to make it more fun, more magical, more wizardy. Yes. What I'll say is, and there's a lot of power to getting your whole list done. Like nothing feels better than when you look at that to-do list and you're like, I got yeah. every single thing done today. Yeah. Here's my trick. Put fun stuff on there. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all work, work, struggle, this. No. It's like, call that friend. Yeah. And then if you call that friend and they don't answer, you still cross it off the list. Yeah. It's like. Mine is different things, man. Yeah. Mine is either, um, you know, call your mom and tell her, Blah, blah 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 right or, you know it's um what can you do to make your car a little bit cooler right you yeah. know your living room a little bit cooler and ever since so ever yeah. since i've done that a lot of stuff in my house man relax <laughs> for 10 minutes like and that's what's great yeah like, like nothing feels better it's like the perfect contradictory wizard balance where you're yeah. like i'm productive yeah. let me look at my to-do list my to-do list tells me mm-hmm. that i need to dance to disco for 10 minutes yeah so let me set a timer and dance to disco for 10 minutes and i'm crossing something off my to-do list like an adult yeah got it so my tagline or not even that but uh i guess um what do you call it my motto uh, my motto my motto is conjuring colorful creativity Ooh, i like it so um the three C's, conjuring yeah. colorful creativity. And creativity isn't just art. It's yeah. you can create scenarios. You can create reality. You can create reality. Mm-hmm. So conjuring a colorful reality. Yeah. Conjuring colorful, you know, ECT. You know, there's a lot of things yeah. you can conjure that are colorful in your life. And that's what helps me go. So yeah. um, besides the list thing, that's the main thing, the three C's that I always go by. Conjuring go. colorful creativity. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Tosh. Thank you. <laughs> For more of Taja's illustrations and wizardry, you can find him on Instagram at the wizard of underscore art. That's the wizard of underscore art. And thank you all for tuning in to the ongoing magic of this ritual. Everyone listening is also a part of wizard history, as together we look for that little bit of light in the darkness. We find the breadcrumb trail leading out of the forest. Always reaching up towards that slightly better tomorrow. Until then, I'm your wizard, Devin Person, sitting in the now, gazing towards the future, romanticizing 
the past.